Welcome to the Simply Resilient Podcast, episode number 55, Clean Pain and Dirty Pain. My name is Jesse Ellertson, and I am a certified life coach and a military wife who is in the trenches of life with each of you. This podcast is for military wives who know how to handle the challenges of deployments and frequent trainings, but want to improve the experience that they are having in the process. If you are ready to thrive while your husband is away, then you are in the right place. We are going to start out this episode with a battle buddy moment, and today it is a podcast review from Capri Mitt. The title is Fun and Helpful, and it says, I love the way that Jesse thinks about situations, how she explains things, and what she offers to help us in our own situations. I like listening to her while I drive in my car. It's like driving around with a friend. I feel the exact same way, Capri Mitt. Thank you so much for that review. I love listening to podcasts when I drive around in my car, and I feel like I'm best friends with all the people that I listen to, even though I've never met most of them. And I am really glad you're having a great experience with the podcast. Keep listening, share it with your friends, and everybody out there listening because there's lots of you. I just got to another milestone on my downloads, another thousand downloads in the last month since I had my podcast party. So there's lots of you out there listening. Please, please, please come write a review for the podcast if you're enjoying it, or even if you're not, come give me your thoughts. Either way, I'd love to hear from you. And it really helps people find my podcast. It makes it more searchable. Uh, It comes up, you know, higher in the searches and really just adds validity to it as people are stumbling upon it. And that that helps get the word out. So keep those coming. You guys are the best. Okay, we're going to have the track in on the business segment. We don't have this one very often, but whenever I have a little bit of business to talk to you guys about, I like to make sure you're tracking on what we've got going down. So you've been hearing me probably talk a little bit about my new monthly coaching program called Resiliency Training. And I've you know done a Facebook Live recently. I've been talking about it on the end of my podcast a little bit, but I'll just give you a little bit more details. It's $100 a month. You can start and stop as you please. So there's no long-term commitment. You can sign up for a few months here, a few months there. You can try out for one month and just see if you like it. It includes one private one-on-one coaching session with me, as well as weekly content, which will be an email from me that includes a video and a worksheet. And those weekly emails will be going along with a monthly theme. Some of the themes are relationships, boundaries, money, goals, weight loss, time management. So each month we'll have a theme and you can even look at the themes and decide, okay, I want to sign up for this month and, you know, November or do all the ones in between, whatever makes sense for you. And I will also be available for individual email support. Those are the three components. It's one session a month. It's the weekly content that goes along with the theme of the month. And then anytime you need me throughout the month, you can always email me and I will return your email within less than 24 hours. So it's kind of an awesome balance of working with a life coach, but more affordable because it's not like a weekly package. And a lot of us don't really need weekly support unless you're really going through something intense or you're working on a big goal. But if you're just wanting a little boost, if you're just wanting to take what we're talking about here on the podcast to the next level, if you're you know loving what I'm posting on Facebook, all those kinds of things, and you're just wanting help applying it specifically and personally into your life, then that is what this is for. Uh, there's also an option to have more sessions in a month. So you can pay for more sessions in a month if you want more than one in any given month. And if you're wanting a little discount and you know you're wanting to sign up for a while, you can sign up for a whole year at a time and and get a discount that way. So I'm just really excited about this program. The 
clients that I'm working with right now at this monthly pace are loving it and I'm loving it. I think it's a really cool idea and I wanted to make it really accessible, really affordable, and just make it a really doable possibility for anyone who's interested in getting that one-on-one coaching into their life. So if you want more details and if you're ready to sign up, just go to my website, simplyresilient.net. I have a whole frequently asked questions section there that you can read through some more of those details. Feel free to email me if you have any questions. And then there's just a little link there to a Google form that you can fill out to sign up. And you can sign up for the current month we're in. You can sign up for an upcoming month or you can sign up and let me know, oh, you know, my husband's deploying in a few months. So I'm going to want to do resiliency training September and October or whatever. Just let me know what your needs are and we'll get it all worked out. My second thing for this tracking on the business section is I have really stepped up my social media game lately. I'm feeling very excited about it, very proud of myself. It's something I've been wanting to prioritize for a while, but I've just recently been able to do it. I'm actually having my daughter Jane help me a lot with it. She loves designing things in Canva and making my feed just really beautiful. And that's been a lot of fun. She does my stories. So anyway, give a shout out to Jane if you're loving what you're seeing in my social media online. But that's the reason I'm bringing it up is I just want to make sure you all know that I'm on Facebook and Instagram because I actually don't talk about that a lot. I haven't put that out there very much. So if you're wanting kind of a daily dose of, again, more of what I talk about here on the podcast, make sure you're following me there, Facebook and Instagram. It's Simply Resilient Life Coaching. I try to post every day. I've got fun stories going. A lot of it's about life coaching. Some of it's about personal stuff, kind of like here on the podcast I'm sharing sharing lots of life coaching information and also some fun personal stories. And that's, that's how my feed is too. So hopefully you guys are finding me on there and enjoying that. And again, sharing everything with your friends that you find to be helpful, applicable. That's how we get the word out. I really need your help with that. And I appreciate everything you've done for me so far. You guys are the best. So keep all of that up. Okay, let's get into our episode. What we are talking about today like I already mentioned, is clean pain and dirty pain. Now, this is a little bit similar to the episode where we talked about negative emotions and kind of the difference between indulgent negative emotions and productive negative emotions. But this is looking at it from a different angle. So I first want to talk to you a little bit about what clean pain is, and then we'll go into what dirty pain is, and then I'll give you some great examples to illustrate what we're talking about here. So clean pain are those productive negative emotions. Basically, it's what we feel when something painful happens to us, and it's the natural pain that comes from a situation. The pain that we feel, even when it's clean pain, is still coming from our thoughts, but the pain is more naturally connected to the circumstance. And I'm going to give you some examples of that in just a minute. But another way to know if you're feeling clean pain is that when you're feeling clean pain, you are accepting reality. Now, dirty pain, on the other hand, is fighting against reality. And it goes along more with those indulgent negative emotions. It is what I like to call pain on top of pain. So the first part of the pain is that natural pain that that you would want to experience when something really challenging happens. And then the dirty pain is the pain we put on top of that pain. And again, lots of examples coming your way. I find that when we're indulging in dirty pain, we end up with extra suffering in our R line. So again, that's kind of that pain on pain. It's like the regular circumstances already just comes with some suffering. And then we're adding more suffering by indulging in this dirty pain. Another word I like to use is in dirty pain when we're torturing ourselves with the circumstances we find ourselves in. Really, we're torturing ourselves with our thoughts about the current circumstances that we're finding ourselves in. You'll find that you're experiencing dirty pain when you find yourself thinking that you shouldn't be feeling that pain 
or that this situation shouldn't be occurring. Dirty pain is also when you're finding proof that what you're thinking and feeling and the circumstances you're in are proof that your life has gone wrong or that it's it's going poorly. It's also when we're telling ourselves that something is wrong with us. So clean pain will be that the you know the action is bad and dirty pain is that we are bad okay so i've set that up a little bit now i'm going to give you some examples i'm going to give you a couple of examples of pain from my life and a couple of examples of pain from other people's lives when it comes to feeling pain in our lives it can come from really dramatic intense experiences and it can also come from seemingly simple everyday life experiences so my first one is that from that first category, a really intense loss and pain. And then my second one is more of an everyday experience. So I've shared about losing my son, Keith, here on this podcast. He was born stillborn when I was six months pregnant. And it was about five or six weeks after he was born that I had just gotten back into the gym. I was exercising again and my wedding ring was stolen. Now I normally didn't wear my wedding ring to the gym, but I did wear it there that day and I was doing a class and it was bugging me and I set it on my phone. I took it off my hand and set it on my phone while I finished up the class. But for that class, we had a lot of equipment out and the lights were down low and then she even went just like a few minutes over her allotted time. So the next class was really lining up out the door. So as soon as she was done, we all jumped up and quick put our equipment away, grabbed our stuff and ran out the door basically to make room for the next class. And in all of that, somehow I just grabbed my phone. My ring probably went flying. I'm not sure. And I never saw it again. And basically when I got home, that was when I realized it was gone. I didn't realize it until I had picked up my kids from the daycare, left the gym, gotten home, started on dinner and realized it was gone. And I was devastated. A big part of me just knew that it was probably gone, but I was still a little hopeful I would get it back. And I quickly called the gym and he went and checked the the desk. I went and checked and he said he didn't see it anywhere. So I got someone to stay with my kids and I hurried and drove back to the gym so that I could look around for it. And I looked for, I think over an hour just in case it got kicked. I just looked all around all the machines. A gym is a really interesting place to lose something small because there's a lot of little nooks and crannies it could be in. But I looked and looked and looked, couldn't find it anywhere was so devastated and in so much despair i it was interesting because while that is a really hard loss i think it was made about 10 times harder given the timing of everything i was still really vulnerable from losing my son keith still in a lot of grief about that and so when this happened it just knocked me out for days i was so upset and that night when i got home from searching the gym i my kids still remember this cuz they were quite young at the time but i was laying on the kitchen floor just sobbing. I couldn't even like cry on the couch or, you know, get the kids in bed and be sad in my room. I just walked in the house and laid on the kitchen floor, just curled up and crying. And even though I've had things in my life happen to me that were more painful than that experience, for some reason, the pain of that experience was just so completely raw and consuming. I I was really undone by that experience. And so now we're going to get into what parts of that were clean pain and what parts were dirty pain. I want to give you guys some examples now that I've set up the story for you. So the clean pain of that experience, again, is the is kind of the core of the pain and the natural pain that comes from a challenging experience like that. So the clean pain of that experience was, I'm heartbroken that my ring is gone. I'm heartbroken that I'll never see it again. I'm so sad that the ring that my husband gave me on the day that we got married is gone. I'm devastated that the ring that my, I don't know if I can share that. 
I'm devastated that the ring that my son wore on his wrist like a bracelet in his stillborn photos is gone. I All of that grief and devastation and heartbreak and pain really served me to be feeling and it was very appropriate for the current circumstances. I wouldn't have wanted to feel differently than those things. I It would be weird if I wasn't broken up about it. Then I added pain on top of pain which we all do and it's okay, but it's important to understand what that we're doing and that it's optional so that if we want to stop, we could. So the pain, the dirty pain that I added on top of my clean pain was how stupid was I to wear it to the gym? If only I hadn't taken it off. What kind of person steals a wedding ring? Maybe I should have gone back and looked myself without calling the front desk. What if I just hadn't worn it to the gym? You know, it's all the what ifs, it's the regret, it's the resentment, it's the anger. Anger anger isn't always dirty pain, but when we're angry at ourselves and we're beating ourselves up, when we're making it mean something about us, when we're wishing it never happened, when we're trying to rewrite the past, all of that, all of those thoughts really bring on that pain on top of pain. Basically, it goes back to that word torture. When we torture ourselves with our thoughts about what happened, torture is such a different feeling than just grief and loss and heartbreak. Torture often comes in a loop. Dirty pain often comes in a loop where we just kind of say the same awful things about ourselves over and over again in an attempt to make sense of the awful that has happened to us. And it's just that pain on top of pain. One quote that I've heard that I love is, this is kind of my own version of it. I think it was a little different than this and I don't even know who said it. So this is my version of someone else's quote. Who knows? Uh, Basically, pain and suffering is a natural part of the human experience, but torturing ourselves will always be optional. Okay, another example of a painful moment from my life. And this is more of a simple everyday example. This comes up for me a lot in parenting. Clean and dirty pain comes up for me a lot in parenting. One thing that I'm often working on in my parenting is keeping my cool with my kids, not yelling at them, using all the tools that I have in my tool belt to show up as the parent that I want to be in any given situation, even when they're, you know, behaving in really challenging ways. So, On the days where I'm not handling my nonsense as well as usual, or their nonsense as well as usual, and I find myself doing a lot of yelling, I have clean pain and dirty pain about that experience. So sometimes we'll call this clean parenting and dirty parenting. So the clean pain thoughts that I have at the end of a day where I yelled at my kids more than I want to are things like, it must be hard on them when I yell a lot, or... I don't like how I showed up today. Today was a hard day. I didn't like how today felt. Remember that clean pain is accepting of reality. So we're taking a look at the fact that I try not to yell at my kids, but today I yelled at them quite a bit. And so you might even think thoughts like, I know I can do better and I just didn't today. So we're careful to not beat ourselves up, but just kind of own our part and accept reality. But then the pain on top of the pain is the dirty pain. And my thoughts might be something like, I'll never get this right. Or when I yell like that, what if they don't even know I love them? Or why even try? Or what kind of mom talks to her kids that way? Or they're so annoying, they deserved it. You know, you can go a lot of different ways. Okay, now I want to give you a couple of examples from other people. So one of my kids recently tried out for a sports team at the school and they didn't make the team. 
And it was, of course, very disappointing and also painful. They were really excited about it and they thought they had a really good chance of making it. And they were hopeful. Then they were, you know, given this news of you didn't make the team. So the clean pain of that experience is that disappointment, right? It's, I was so hopeful. I was excited. And now I'm so disappointed that I don't get to be on the team. That's a really normal, natural, negative emotion to feel about not making a team, right? Or not getting something you were very excited about. Disappointed is actually a really powerful, clean pain feeling because often that kind of sums up everything we're feeling. And I think we tend to underestimate disappointment, almost like it's too simple of a feeling to sum up what we're feeling. But it really does take care of a lot of my clean pain emotions is just disappointment. I thought it was going to go a different way and it ended up going this way. I thought I was going to have this thing and I ended up not having it or, or whatever. And just, I'm very disappointed. I've also been helping my kids just acknowledge it's okay. You can just feel really disappointed that this thing with your friend didn't work out or, you know, whatever happened. So the dirty pain from this experience for my daughter was that she was making her not making the team mean a lot of things about her. And she was having thoughts like, I'm no good at this sport. She actually even had thoughts. She, she talked to me about her thoughts. She had thoughts like, I'm no good at anything. She had thoughts that other people around her were so talented and she didn't have talents, like any talents. Suddenly all the things that she was really naturally good at just weren't even there anymore. She just was, wasn't good at anything in this moment, in this moment of loss and grief, where she's been delivered this news. I didn't make the team. She has the clean pain. And then she adds layers of this dirty pain on the outside of the clean pain. She had some other dirty pain thoughts were I'm a failure. I shouldn't have tried. I don't want to try again. I don't want to try a different sport. I wonder why those other girls made it, right? And I'm not saying we can't have these thoughts. As I teach you about these concepts, as always, we're really just creating awareness. When you're in those painful, hard moments, you're going to have some thoughts that really serve you and some thoughts that don't. I just want you to start categorizing them a little bit. Just gaining that awareness, knowing this one, you know, this is clean pain. This feels good. This feels appropriate. And I can tell I'm adding some pain on top of my pain with this, these thoughts, this dirty pain. And as we gain awareness that always leads to starting to control it a little more, starting to guide it a little more, and just gently creating the experience we're wanting to have even just a little bit more. It's never about doing it perfectly. It's just knowing, understanding, and then have being in that driver's seat, feeling more empowered to create what you want to create. Okay, my final example is I had a friend recently lose her job. And this is a really hard experience for anyone that's been through that. You have income that you now have lost, you know, future income. You have that stability, that security that feels suddenly pulled away from you. And you can often, depending on the way you lost your job, if you were fired or if you were just let go, right, you can make a a lot of that mean something about you with your thoughts. So with this friend, she was just let go during all the coronavirus stuff. And so the clean pain in that situation was like, it's so hard not to have a job. What am I going to do for money? I'm sad I lost my job, you know, thoughts like that. But then the dirty pain comes in when you start to think, I wish I had never lost my job. 
or maybe I won't be able to find another job, or I'm the only one that you know has experienced this. No one else is losing their job, just me, or I deserve to have lost my job, or I have such bad luck. Stuff like this always happens to me. All of those thoughts that create the dirty pain are just the thoughts we're using to torture ourselves about the situation. Okay, I hope those examples helped you see this concept that I'm trying to illustrate here and will help you create some awareness in your life around these things. I want to leave you with this final thought of sometimes dirty pain can be sneaky and it can be disguised as, you know, worrying about other people or it can be it can be disguised in the form of that it actually gives you some relief, even just temporary relief or it you know it can feel powerful again just temporarily dirty pain can even feel helpful right in the moment and so we just need to learn how to ask ourselves a couple of helpful questions really know how to step back and take a look at our thoughts and see if it truly is serving us so that's the main question i want you to ask yourself is you just question your thoughts to see if they're helpful i love that word helpful you just say is thinking this helpful is thinking this creating the feeling i want to be having in this particular circumstance. And that can really help you get clear on that clean and dirty pain. And another thing that can be so helpful is working with a coach because there's a line between that core pain that's the clean pain and then all the layers we add on the outside of it of the dirty pain. Something that a coach can do for you when you're in your pain that can be so helpful is we're that unbiased person that's outside of your brain and can help you clear up that blurriness. And we can show you, okay, this thought, you know, how's this one feeling? Does it seem to be serving you? Where this thought over here really is heading more towards that pain on pain, that torture. And then you can really find that line of, okay, up until this point, the pain was serving me. And now beyond this, it's just pain on top of pain. So if you're wanting help getting clear on a painful experience from your past, pain you're dealing with right now, or goals for how you want to process pain in your future, I would love to take a look at anything you've got on your mind and help you get clear on that. So your mission for this episode is to start to identify clean pain and dirty pain as you're feeling it. And another way you can do it a little bit like I did is identify some moments in your past when you felt pain. And again, they can be intense or they can be simple. Often it's better to start with a little bit more simple examples, the simpler pain, and think about what was going through your mind at that time and start to categorize, okay, that was clean pain, that was dirty pain. Just categorize those thoughts that can really help you. That exercise can really help you. And then another little exercise you can do is is think about potential pain you might feel in your future and think about how you want to think and feel about it and even acknowledge, okay, in that moment, I'm going to have an urge to beat myself up. I'm going to have an urge to torture myself with this thought, but I don't want to do that anymore. That's what I've been doing. And now when this happens, I want to just lean into the clean pain and really try to minimize that dirty pain. A little bit like drama, we're on a mission to decrease the extra pain, right? We want to minimize that extra unnecessary pain. Okay, so that is what I have for you guys. We're going to end with a hot mess moment. This is a a funny little story from the house that we're living in right now. We are on five acres and we're in a neighborhood of all five acre lots. They're horse properties. I've told you about this before. All our neighbors have animals. It's a really magical neighborhood to be a part of. We love, love living here. And we were house hunting. And when we first saw this house, I just knew that it was, that I was destined to live there. It's the house of my dreams. And the seller was showing it to us. It was for sale by owner. And we went out on the deck 
And there's this line of beautiful, tall trees just swaying in the breeze. We call them our breezy trees. And they have those nice leaves and the sound of the leaves just blowing in the wind was so... It's it's almost like the sound that a creek makes. You know, it's just very therapeutic and calming. And I just immediately fell in love with this huge line of trees. They're so beautiful. And also in Eagle Mountain, there's not a lot of trees. It's a little bit of a younger city and it's very dry very deserty. I don't know if that's a word. Deserty. And so it's a little bit hard to get trees to grow out here. There are trees, but it's just not plentiful like in other areas of Utah. So I really feel like we hit the jackpot with our trees. Anyway, the owner walks us out onto the deck and we're chatting about some things and I'm thinking to myself, oh, these trees are incredible. And he says, I'm really sorry about the trees. And I just kind of gaped at him thinking, what could he be talking about? And I, we started to tell him, oh no, we love it. These trees are beautiful. And And he then explained to us this really funny story about why he was sorry about the trees. So one thing that I love about our property is we have a really amazing view of some mountains and a lake and of the valley around us and also of our neighborhood. We're just kind of up on this hill and we can see everything and it's really amazing. But in the summer when the trees are in full leaf, uh, it blocks out about, mm, I'd say half of our view in kind of this one direction, even though we still have a view in, in another direction. And I think the trees are their own view, honestly. So that's what he was sorry about because the our neighbor, we, we live on a road that only has two houses on it. It's a, just a short dead end road, cul-de-sac, and it's his house on one side and our house on the other side. And again, this is part of that unique five acre lot neighborhood. But so our one neighbor built his house first, maybe about 25 years ago. And then our house is 20 years old. So when the person who built our house went and started to build and it picked the location on this five acre lot, they built it quite close to our one neighbor on this street. Now this is close in relative terms because nothing is close in this neighborhood with the with the five acre lots, right? It still has plenty of space between his house and ours. It's just we're in one corner of our lot and he's in his corner of his lot. So out of all of the space, we are quite close to each other. So he was really upset where they had decided to build the house. And he, I think he'd even talked to him about, is there any way you can push back a little bit? And they weren't willing to. And so to show them how upset he was about where they decided to build our house, he planted this row of trees. And I thought they belonged to us. They're really close to our property and they run right along our house and they're so beautiful. They look, they look really on purpose if you're not worried about the view. And I didn't even realize that it did block out, you know, part of our view because again, I'm just thinking the trees are their own view. But he planted this long row of trees to, to really just show this builder that he did not like where he was building the house because they're not even close to his house. So it's kind of funny. Everyone just thinks there are trees and we will just quickly tell them this funny story of these are actually our neighbor's trees and 20 years ago he planted them to to get back at this person that he was mad at so obviously we're we're the third owners and so we're, we're good friends with him and we've never talked about the trees but I just did thought that was such a funny story that in that moment he took all that time and effort and money to plant these trees and and water them and everything and now they're these huge beautiful trees and I love them and I don't even care that they block our view for you know several months of the year because I they're one of my favorite views I love these trees so I'm grateful that my neighbor got angry and that in his anger he planted trees (laughs) 
Okay, that's my hot mess moment for the episode. So are you ready to take what you are learning here to the next level? Then join me for resiliency training. This is my monthly coaching program that includes a private coaching session with me each month, along with weekly content and individual email support. Start anytime for just $100 a month and continue at that rate as desired with no obligation. We can all use a little help sometimes to get through the difficulties of military life, and that's exactly the boost this program will give you. Sign up on my website, simplyresilient.net. I can't wait to work with you.